What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I'm the host of the Butch Trek Podcast. If you haven't already, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and please leave us a review. But before we dive in, I want to talk about our sponsor. Are you a business owner and struggling to manage the finances behind your business? Or maybe you're spending endless amounts of time trying to determine the overall financial direction. If so, I want to acknowledge my company, Financial Automation. Through the creation of custom financial dashboards to financial consulting to financial literacy education, we're committed to helping entrepreneurs take control of the finances behind their businesses. If you're interested in learning more, go to www.financialautomation.co and book your free strategy call. Now, onto the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the host of the Budget Trek Podcast, and today we have Bobby Castro from broke and dyslexic to a billion-dollar business and $300 million in real estate. Bobby, what's going on, man? Hey, Brady. Thanks for having me, and I'm very grateful, and uh, thanks for coming across such an awesome way with uh, myself and my staff. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So what I just said, broken dyslexic to a billion dollar business and $300 million in real estate. There's a lot of ground to cover there. So how did you, how did you start? What made you want to say, Hey, I want to get out of being broken dyslexic and actually make something of myself. Well, it definitely didn't happen overnight. And, um, you know, how I, how today I sit on a, a, a personal net worth of $300 million. Um, along with having $400 million worth of apartments, multifamily. Last June in 2019, I exited a company that I founded uh, for a billion-dollar valuation. And all that stuff, man, with no raising money, going out there begging for money, anybody, you know, spending all that energy, hey, bet on me. And I, think, I found out in life many, many years ago, I'm 53 years old, only have a ninth grade education. The Bobby Castro many years ago used to try to fast track his life so desperately, man. It, it, I was a classified junkie. Uh, today's the internet, but back then there was classifieds. Anything that had a, a label, a header, become a millionaire in 24 hours, become a millionaire in six months, right. make 100,000 next month. Well, I was that dude that ASAP mailed me that package. <laughs> and not only that, I, when that package arrived, it, it came with 50 other packages I responded to. And I was always fixated on fast-tracking success because I grew up, you know, like a lot of us, you know, your family members, someone you know had a financial struggle. My, my mom, she's 80 years old. She's an amazing individual. Waitress, three full-time jobs. Before it was Denny's, it was called Sambo's. When you and your buddies come back from a wedding late at night, that beautiful waitress waiting waiting on you three, four in the morning was my mom. After that, went home, didn't drive home. There was no car. Walked home, got ready for the second gig, waiting on tables. Did it again for the third gig at, at night, the Rolling Pub Steakhouse in Miami Beach. And I see my mom in the hospitality industry. And back then including today, you, 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 you have to put on a smile. You have to say thank you. You have to have really this good energy because my mom was working for that 18% gratuity to feed her three boys. Right. We grew up on Rent-A-Center. It, it still exists today. This is for families that don't have money, have bad credit. They can't buy furniture or finance furniture. My mom, for $2, had a lamp 
table, coffee table for five bucks, a bed for her boys. And they used to pick it up every other week. And that really bothered me a lot. And I used to say at a very young age, Brady, my kids will never grow up like this ever. And I was so fixated on becoming rich. Right. And having that is great. But what happened was, I, for many, many years, dude, I was stuck, 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 stuck by not understanding the process and more so trying to skip the process. And when I say skipping the process, just think about the alphabet order, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way to Z. I was in a negative A trying to do efforts that had everything to do with X and Z. And I would skip all the in-between. I didn't understand the importance on that because I thought it took too long. What was taking long and longer was actually not confronting this process. So today on social media, and this is the reason I chose to come on social media, my son who's 23 years old, he's such a beautiful dude. When I saw my company, he said, Dad, you're going to fall like a rock. Man. You're, you're, you're high energy. You're always giving value. Everything's about your value. Let me put you on social media. I said, oh, Brandon, was I said, go ahead and do it for six months. I'll do it. A year later, I'm still here. And um, I see on social media the same situations I used to fall victim to with all the flash and the match oh, yeah. those headers. It wasn't as sexy as it is now on the computer, seeing the Ferraris, seeing the planes, seeing mm -hmm. popping the bottles, seeing all this stuff that you or I or many think that you can have that the following day, the mm -hmm. following year. It does not happen like that. So I used to spend all my efforts on that. Wasted, non-refundable minutes, man, that I would never get back. And well, Bobby, you must have learned something from it. No, I still didn't learn nothing from it. When I started failing, I started learning. And we're all going to fail based on my personal experience. But when you repeat the big failures, the big mistakes, and my biggest mistake was skipping the process. And the day that I changed, the day I surrendered and changed, my daughter, who's 29 years old now, Priscilla, she's an entrepreneur. She was two years old, give or take, in the backseat of a beat-up uh, car that was not owned by me or my wife. We'll be married 30 years this uh, October 6th. Congratulations. And I want to get a little – thank you. Thank you. I have much love on that. Uh, and I want to get into how important that is because if you give up on relationships, <laughs> you're going to give up on – and not everything. Some things don't work out, but I want to touch on that before we end this podcast. So one day, Sophie, we were, we were living at Pedro and Dixie's house, her mom and dad, mm -hmm. and I couldn't get my crap together. Always that, that classified junkie, always trying to, no, no, we're going to get out of here. No, no, we're going to, and, and not working for it and not understanding that, hey, you, you can't ignore this process. You're going to have right. to confront it at the state, start at the stage you're at. One day, Sophie drives up, and it was a beat up beat up black car. I don't know what kind of car, but it was beat up. And the reverse fumes. Was, in here in South Florida, we have a lot of humidity. They, they both were so red and that reverse fumes were coming out of the car, back into the car, windows down. And, and my, my, my daughter was so red like a peach. I'll never forget that because it hit me so hard saying, I said to myself, without saying this exactly, but obviously emotionally, that my kids, when the day I have a child or children, they're never going to go through the struggle. Well, guess what? They were actually, she, my daughter was actually going through it worse than I did. And I was repeating what I said I was going to do. And it hit me like a rock. And let me tell you, many years before that, I was still thought I was an entrepreneur. It's easy to call yourself an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. It's so easy. So that's the day my life took off in a good way. 
uh, Sophie and I came many times given up on our relationship. Mainly, most of the time was my fault. Um, not listening to my true life partner and, and skipping this process. That day, they, that day changed everything. I was a, a, a waiter at the Key Biscayne, Rusty Pelican. It's still there. I was a waiter at night. Um, Sophie would pick me up at one in the morning, and then I would be I would work selling memberships in the Better Business Bureau during the day. And that's where it all started for me. I had to really get back to basics and understand Bobby. Stop with the fixation of looking at the yachts, looking at all this stuff and thinking that it's going to show up and it's just going to drop in your doorstep. It changed forever. And with that, years later, I sit on what I just described to you, what my, not only me, but my wife and I created, along with 600 beautiful people that help us get there. You can't create wealth without making others successful. You can't create wealth without scaling with others. I never knew that back then. It was always me, 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 I, 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 I. I was the smartest person. I thought I was the smartest person. I had an ego. An ego doesn't mean, Brady, you're arrogant or rude to people because that's not what I am. I had an ego because I wanted to skip this process and I always thought I was right and I always blamed the circumstances. Well, my parents were poor and all that. That's why I don't have nothing. So um, it, it turned out to be amazing and I continue getting rewarded every single day. It's easy for me to create financial wealth because I understand the magnitude of scale. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they are so talented. I've met some people on social media, I'm blown away that uh, some of them I've invested with and only if they can go ahead and not get distracted, invest their non-refundable minutes, knock out the noise, they will be zillionaires. But forget about the freaking money. They will help others get there. That's the biggest reward, man, to right. understand the power of scale. So I don't know, you know, I, I get off a topic a little bit because that's, that's who I am. And I, I get a little wound up. <laughs> but no, I, I think there's a lot of stuff there. And something I want to touch on is, if people would cut out the distractions and I saw you posted a video on Instagram the other day about non-refundable minutes. And I would venture to guess that your piece of advice would say, take care of your non-refundable minutes when you're scaling a business. Cause it really is easy to get distracted. You know, managing people trying to get SOPs in place, whatever that might be. I started a business myself like three or four months ago and I'm blown away by how much backend stuff has to get done. But that's the stuff you delegate and then you are focused on the stuff that actually drives revenue. I, and then those people that scale teach others how to scale. And I think the issue nowadays that you touched on in the beginning is, hey, let me teach you how to be a millionaire next month without themselves having reached that status yet. And I think that's the issue with social media is there's, there's so many people that are preaching how good they are at something, but they have not proven it. And I think it's because, like you said, they want to skip those steps where, okay, I did it a little bit. But I want to start teaching people how to do it. And you're skipping the whole thing. And then when you actually have someone that trusts you said, yeah, teach me, you don't even know where to start, you know? Yep. I'm going to give you an example of how, to, how distracted you can get and actually not realize the rewards. Check this out. That, that billion-dollar exit I did, June of last year, 2019, before that, there was a, a, a large institution, 20 plus billion dollar institution, mm -hmm. comes knocking. Hey, I want to give you $250 million valuation and invest 30% into your company 
you guys keep the 70%, keep rocking. We have no, you're majority owner. We have nothing. We just want to be passive investors. Well, the transaction closed, all cash. And you start thinking and you, you become, you think you're so darn smart and wow, this and that, they wire 75 million bucks. Then you start saying, wow, why would someone, Brady, overpay and base 250 and wire Are they crazy? Well, then when you start digging into bona fide information, get focused, not get distracted, you come to realize they stole it. Hmm, I am not the smartest person. I was focusing on my, this beautiful company I had here, mm -hmm. but all along I should have been focusing here. That's what they paid for, and I didn't put no fuel. 11 months later, don't focus on this no more. Focus on what's more important, because over here is distraction. 11 months later, we come back knocking on the door. Hey, you have first right refusal. Appreciate your investment. We're going to go to market, and we want to take 19% more off the table, but still control and own 51% of the company. Great, but you have first right refusal, and we want to give you that. Awesome, 11 months later, but it's 600 million. You're crazy. No, I get it, I understand. Well, it closed 600 million. You stay there, you don't get distracted. 36 months later, you exit at a billion. Mm -hmm. The power of how easily you, I, and every one of us, even today I struggle with it, not to get distracted, not to believe in your own baloney, just because you think you're doing good, how much greater can you actually do and you're not recognizing it because you're just all distracted and all this non-refundable minutes that you're investing that you will never get it back. So I tell people, watch what and who you expose yourself to because yep. it's like a magnet. It will draw you in. It'll python. It'll choke the heck out of you. I learn it every single day. I am such on high alert. I scream on social media. Everyone says, Bobby, you have to be on some massive drugs. You never <laughs> slow down. This battery never goes off because I keep getting rewarded. I'm so passionate for my heart to let young entrepreneurs, guys, you are getting so distracted. You're cheating and couponing your freaking life away. True yeah. story. Yeah. That, so, so with everything that happened with that valuation, yep. looking back on it, is there anything you're, you wish you would have done differently or are you completely happy with, with the whole process? Yes. I wish I, would, I wish I would have paid attention more to my business, even though at that time, Brady, you asked, I, I could never have made that statement. I thought I was paying all in my business. We, I thought I was consuming every ounce of every energy. I was pouring my heart out, mm -hmm. but I wasn't being efficient to the, my fullest potential to maximize it. If I, it, 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 what I'm sharing with some people are just reminders, but what I know today, if I knew this 15 years ago, I wouldn't be worth 300 million. I'll probably be worth 30 billion. And that's how I invested so many non-refundable minutes that I will never get them back. Yes, I'm grateful for those mistakes and all that, but I say to myself, my gosh, you have poured out so much energy on wasted non-refundable minutes all along, you should have been looking here. All along, you should have been doing this, but you were just so fixated on your own crap. That's an ego. Remember, having an ego doesn't mean you have to be arrogant and rude or sarcastic. Having an ego is having a weakness. You're, you, you think that you're, you're, you're doing something co correct and you're not even willing to even turn the head 
because you're so distracted on this crap, you're, you're not even paying attention to true value. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I want to touch on something too, uh, because you mentioned you, at the time you thought you were putting so much of your time, energy, and effort into your business. And you talked about it before, but your wife. So how important is it to balance when starting a business, that relationship? Because on social media, it's really easy to see other people working 18, 19 hours a day, neglecting every relationship they have. And they think it's okay. I'm married. We just celebrated our one year anniversary. And I know for a fact that, uh, that's not okay because if my wife is not happy, I cannot stop thinking about it. So how important is that, that balance? Dude, it's everything. So Sophie and I, Many times, not one times, not five, many times, almost didn't make it until by accident we started figuring out. And what we figured out was what goes on in this company that we're working, trying to build, trying to create success. You take it home, all the stress, frustrations, all the challenges, all the good, bad, and ugly, home. And vice versa, whatever's happening at home, you take it back to your passion, your work, whatever you're creating in life. These two forces need to be aligned together because mm-hmm. see how they're connected with my example? Most entrepreneurs, they go home to their beautiful wife, awesome husband, and not interwine them in the business. For me and Sophie, when we started interwining, now we have a pretzel, dude. It's, it's unbreakable. The pretzel's so twisted in a good way that how do you do it, Bobby? You guys are together 24-7. You work out together. You build a business. You're 30 years. We keep getting rewarded by it. And if most people, especially young millennials, man, I see my father. My father had me when he was 50. He was a mailman in the Bronx. My mom was 27. He had 11 kids with many different ladies. He was a ladies' man. And I seen this chaos in my father's life without even recognizing it. He would just be popping like a little bunny rabbit all over the place. So much hard work. And he once told me, Bobby, you can make the difference in your relationship. You don't, you don't have to duplicate what I did. I didn't get it back then. What he was trying to tell me, my dad wasn't a big talker, man. My dad was really beautiful, kind, very passive. My mom was the pusher. And if, if, if most people can fertilize a relationship, and it, there's some macho dudes out there that don't want their wife involved or whatever it is. For me, it worked for me because the other way didn't work. Right. And we, we go home, we talk about our business, we know how to manage it. Then there's beautiful time, romantic time. We, we just, ha- you start balancing. Well, Bobby, how do you do it? It just comes together and others will, if you, if you allow it to happen, you too, will, it will mold itself in a good way. But think about what I just said, Brady, two of these environments at home and in your business are really interwined. Because yep. you're going home with a bad attitude. You had a customer just completely crash. You just, you couldn't close a deal or just something that didn't happen. You were expecting and you go home with that energy or you go from the house to the office because you had a, an argument with your wife and you let it out of control. This momentum, like we're seeing on these rides, just these, this momentum building. Yep. You bring that to your office and you're a leader and you're bringing that to your population, your your, 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 your employees, your partners, and then thereafter it cascades down to your customers. So it's all interwined. It's so important, man. But you got to keep fertilizing. Me and my wife, we keep texting each other. Beautiful, sexy things. I love you. 
the more you give that energy, guess what? It's like tennis. It serves it back to you. Yep. And, and, and you become addicted to this good vibe. And that yep. stimulation creates like, man, I can't wait to see my wife tonight. Yeah, exactly. And, and Jeff Bezos even says this because people preach work-life balance. He says, I don't think work-life balance exists because you're separated at the end of the day. He said work-life harmony to where they play yep, in together. And at, at the end of the day, your life is your life and things have to coexist in your life. And if you don't allow them to, I think you ultimately fail. And we were talking about this this morning with uh, me and my team. And I was talking about how if you bring something outside external into the day's work, it affects you. And if you can't find a way to harmonize the two things and put them together and let them coexist, you're not going to be successful because you're letting your own emotions take control. And I think that's, and it's almost like that's not something like you hear this, right? And you're like, yeah, work-life harmony. Great. I can do that. But I don't really believe someone can practice work-life harmony until they're forced to. Yeah. It's not something you can learn. And obviously you can attest to it. I don't ever think you get perfect at work-life harmony. It's just something you work out day after day. Absolutely. You just get better at it and that's it. You know what? And you're right. You know, and, and, and what happened for me, um, Sophie was more in tune of it, Brady, before I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't surrender to it until she almost left me. And then it was like that moment when my daughter was in the car. Something triggers. Crisis. You become, you, it wakes you up. Some event wakes you up. But unfortunately, some people have to have many crazy events to finally get it. And sometimes when you get it, later in life, you know, you say, man, how many minutes did I burn? Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, Bobby, I know we're coming close on time. So I want to be uh, conscious of that. But I want to ask you this last question. Let's assume there's an entrepreneur that is in your shoes at age 25. They're an entrepreneur, but they don't know what they're doing. They don't know where to start. They don't want to go from step A to B to C. They want to go from step A to step Z. What is your number one piece of advice so that they can eventually scale their lives and their business to that next level. Based on Bobby's personal experience, that's all I can talk about is what worked for me, what didn't work for me. Others have a, they have their own, you know, what worked for them or what didn't work for me. For Bobby Castro, all along the problem, when I faced those boys saying, my gosh, what do I do? What, what, what industry should I go to? Or, or uh, I'm 23. How do I compare to the next 23? What do I do? We become so desperate. And what we're doing is that we're not paying attention to us. Mm-hmm. You have to be mentally prepared for life. Mm-hmm. Most people say, I am. I'm sorry. They're not getting it. There's a book called The Secret. Many people have read it a couple times. I challenge people, read it many times until you get it. The Secret. It's law of attraction. Now, it just works for me. I manifest a lot of things. The Secret is a very powerful book. And I, and I always tell people, man, before you go and read this book, make sure you're just in an environment and you're willing to surrender to what this book has to offer. Don't, don't like read it and say, okay, it's coming. <laughs> it, it's, it, it, you're not there. That means... You're not even ready to right. go be an entrepreneur. Read the book, The Secret. When you, you're done with The Secret, things will, and I'm telling you, it's happened to me with this freaking book. It's powerful. The law of attraction, because we attract what we truly want. 
Mm-hmm. And until you know what you really want, and I believe, and I want to clarify this really quick for two minutes. I don't believe when you hear, at least based on me, do what you love. Me, man, I love Bowden, but I can never be worth $300 million if I was just Bowden. Exactly. You fall in love with the process. So I was a waiter. Doesn't mean I'm going to be a waiter forever. It's a stage. Life is a journey. You add value to your life and you increase in value. Mm-hmm. This book will answer a lot of questions. So a lot of young people ask me that same question. Bobby, what do you think? What industry? Healthcare, finance. I mean, if you were 23, where would you go? With What city? What industry? Like that. Nope, 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 nope. You, you don't be that Bobby Cash. You don't skip this very important process. You right. got to be mentally ready for life. Because life will twist you, beat you down, and you will quit. Mm-hmm. Do you want to quit? Nobody. Read the book. <laughs> so that's the piece of advice. Read the book. And what I'm going to do, this isn't an if opinion. I give, if I give anybody any more information on that, it's information that has no relevance to the stage of the question that they're asking. Exactly. Exactly. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to put an Amazon link to that book in the description of this podcast because... I've never read it and I'm going to actually get it and read it. But if it's that powerful and if you want to scale to that next level, it seems like a pretty good start. And I think in today's world, it's so noisy. And where do you even start? There's so many different ways you can start. But until you truly know, what do I want? Where do I want to be? How do I want to take care of my family? Do I want to have a family? Can they coexist? You have to know. And everybody's journey is different. And and, and when you know, when you're prepared, when preparation meets opportunity, mm-hmm. magic happens. Exactly. But unless you're prepared, I mean, opportunities are everywhere. The reason that most are not seeing it, they're just not there. Exactly, exactly. And my dad used to always say this growing up. He said, if you fail to prepare, then go ahead and prepare to fail. Yep, That's it. I love it. And it's so simple. And it's like, you, you try to hold that with you. And yes, it's easier said than done. But I think if you combine preparation with discipline, I think you're putting yourself in a good spot. but And on that book, uh, Brady, make sure uh, your viewers, they read the book. I don't recommend the audio. It doesn't do justice. Um, How to Win Friends, Influence People is another great book, but that's for mm-hmm. a later time. But The Secret's very powerful. It's very born, born for most. Most won't get there, but for the ones that truly want to get there, pay attention to it. You can do it. Absolutely. Well, hey, Bobby, we're going to go ahead and wrap up completely. Where can my audience find you and your wife on social media? Um, it's official Bobby Castro on Instagram, official Sophia Castro on Instagram. Our son put us on there. Um, and then we're on Facebook and all that. We, you know, we, we're doing this out of our heart, guys. There's no motives. There's no agenda. These are just reminders I'm giving to most because I'm talking to the masses. I'm talking to another Bobby Castro. That's my heart's at. There's a strategy when you start reaching a certain income level and you're mentally ready for it. Yes, there's strategies. But I personally think, Brady, that most – are just at the beginning of their full potential. And it's so important that most people, you know, you shouldn't be paying for this information. Go to Google. It's the best source. I am a ding dong like my buddy, Bobby Castro, but I want to have a better life. Enter, see what comes up. And dig <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate your time and uh, keep grinding, man. You're killing it. Thank you, man. Thank you for being kind. Appreciate it.
Thanks for listening. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday at 6 a.m. Central Time, and they're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major podcasting platform. Check out our social media linked in the description and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you next time.